Okay, so uh, now, good uh, good evening, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Um, first, firstly, I'd just like to apologize for the delay with um, episode ten. We had some uh, technical difficulties earlier uh, due to my mistake. Um, so we recorded an episode, but it deleted. Then there was no audio, so we're having to do it again. Um, what is all right, content creators? So you know we can freestyle. Um, so without further ado, um, with to um, hi, uh, um, my name is Noah, and I am the host of our Inner Voices podcast. And um, with me today is my lovely dad, um, Mr. Doku Adioye. Say hi to the people, Dad. Yes, uh, hi to everybody on this program. I'm uh, happy to be with you guys, and I hope we're going to benefit from these discussions. Yes, and we hope this time it actually. Uh, no, no, let's not jinx it. This time it will be it will be perfect. Um, <laughs> so we're working on the series, the Enchiridion, um, which is a is a document of Stoic philosophy, um, which uh, is aimed at um, improving the way human beings, especially young people, uh, look at uh, life in general. And um, this week. We're on episode 10, which is the strength within. So as uh, is our normal practice, I'll read out the, uh, the breakdown of episode 10 and um, I'll, toss it to my, I'll, toss it, I'll toss it to my dad to give a breakdown of uh, how he think, what he felt when he first heard it. Okay, so when you're faced with a difficult situation, look for what resources you have inside you to handle it. If you see something or someone you want um, you want but shouldn't have, then you will find that self-restraint within yourself. If you're in pain, you'll find fortitude. If you hear someone say something you think is stupid, you'll find patience. If you search for resources within yourself, you'll usually find something. Um, so on the first thought, Daddy, how do you feel about that? Um, the topic? Okay, so what I will do is I will I will run you uh, through a scenario that happened a few days ago, um, in Cumbria, uh, which is the where the Lake or Peak District is, 
And I want you to, I'll ask you at some point, um, I want you to give me how you would, um, give me what you think was going on mentally when this situation is happening, okay? So, um, as I told you earlier, we, we me and my some of my friends, we climbed the mini mountain. Um, but unbeknownst to me, I didn't, um, I didn't realize we were going to be climbing a mountain. Uh, I just thought we were going to be climbing a... To be fair, I just assumed we were going to be walking. So I thought it was going to be a long walk. And at some point, um, I, it suddenly, I, I suddenly woke up, let's say, because uh, it felt like I was just in a normal, happy trance. And suddenly I woke up and I looked around me and my hands were on the side of the, the mountain and my legs were like not really holding on to anything um so just kind of like on the side as well and i noticed that i had to run up the the mountain um a specific region for to or otherwise i was going to fall so in this moment i had this thought in my head that i need to give up because i was like well this is crazy i've never done this before um and but there was something obviously my friends helped but there was something else really something else deep down which told me stop thinking just move just keep moving for you personally what do you think this was and how do you you know uh, what do you think that was yeah you know, my dear, honestly at that point in time when you were halfway either up the mountain or something and you felt wow i will not be able to complete this something has to be done by the end of the day, that was going to be done. So you have to look inwards, go inside yourself, look for a strength within yourself to help you out at that, I mean, at that point in time. Because there was nothing you could do. No ambulance will come, nobody will help you, no, none of your friends will carry you on their backs. And at the end of the day, you did it. Just like when I, I was a younger person in my early 20s, and I joined the military without my dad, without my parents knowing. And when my dad eventually knew I was going for training, he told my mom, this is your boy, you will not, you will not be able to complete this training. And I was like, that boy is too, he's not strong enough for this kind of training. Why did he go there? I had it and I said, oh, okay, no problem. Within me, I got the strength. And I went through the military training, I came out fine. And I was happy afterwards that I could do it. So it's always good for people to look within. If you look within, there's a strength within you which will help you to achieve whatever you want to achieve. If you don't look for it, you will not get it. But when you look for it, you will definitely will get it. And I'm sure that was what you did. And you actually, you got it. So it's not it's there. Just looking for it is what matters. And everybody should strive to look for it. Yeah, like it's like okay. So for you personally, um, were there any times when you were in the military you wanted to quit? Yeah, yeah. During training, I, there was no, there was not not a single time I wanted to quit. I wasn't enjoying it. Oh, you you actually enjoying the whole thing? Yeah, I was enjoying the training. It was harsh. It was hard. I mean, I never went through such things before. And when, when, when we all came out of it, we were, we were looking like tiny rats. We were so tiny. <laughs> we had gone through so much stress. But 
was it was a new challenge. And up to today, when I look back 35 years ago, I, I, I mean, I always marvel at the way the training went and the the, the way the military uh, trainers were able to put this kind of training together to make people sharp, to make them strong. And then, so, um, it's, it, it, see, when the English comes in you, come from, everything becomes secondary. You were enjoyed. That's the truth about it. And that was what happened with me too. I enjoyed the training. I came out fine and I was no problem with it. Okay, and it's interesting to hear you say that you, 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 you. There, there was no point you wanted to quit, um, because I remember like I remember in boarding school in Miyamata, um, we used to have to wake up five a.m. every day, and we used to have to jog, um, which was obviously it was awful, especially if you're overweight, and I I do recall like there was a, at the beginning there were a lot of times when. Um, I wanted to quit. To be fair, I wanted to quit the whole school because it was just stressful. But, you know, the more we kept doing that every day, it got to the point where you you realized you had the energy to actually push through the, the, the pain of the jogging. And you would be like, oh, wow, I'm actually finishing this up now. And, um, you know, after a while, you, in a way, you kind of did look forward to it. And I feel like in, in more recent times, I have formed the habit of waking up early due to work, due to um, just wanting to wake up early. And that wouldn't that habit wouldn't be in me if I didn't already go through it for you know for all those years I was in boarding school. Yeah, you know, the only time I wanted to quit anything was when I was in boarding school, just like you said. Um, I mean, I entered boarding school from uh, the first year in secondary school. In those days, you had uh, people that were like uh, uncles as your seniors because we had uh, A-levels people in my school. So imagine a, from one student to a man that is about um, in his 20s, somebody of 11 years to somebody in his 20s, you are like a baby. And then we had so much uh, pressure from these people, so much punishment. A lot of us were not used to all those training. Um, jogging in the morning, like you said, so many things. I tried to leave when I was in my second year from two. I was so happy. And I left boarding house for one week. I was so happy. And then, I mean, I told my mom was able to talk to my dad to say, let us go leave boarding school. And I was in school for one week. As a day student, and these seniors will see me. Ah, and then you're not back. I was saying, No, I'm out of it, I'm not coming back again. I was so happy, <laughs> I was telling them, Very proud of it that you people, your Allah, I'm out of it. But you won't believe it. I don't know who spoke with my dad. My dad, the, by that weekend, that first week, by that weekend, my dad said, I should pack my things, or I will, I will be going back to the bodies. But that is why my dad said that was the best for me. Oh, oh, oh. Mommy, go meet. You know those days. <laughs> Nobody talks to those men. At the end of the day, I went back. And after going back in my first time, that is about the second week of the first time in Form 2, second year in school, where they call GSS 2 now. I enjoyed it. I knew there was nowhere to go. So I I needed to find the strength within me to cope with it because my dad already made up my, his mind, I will not leave. 
So within me, I had to tell myself, oh boy, no way, just sit up and enjoy it. And just get the strength you need to survive through. And that was what I did. And I stayed there till I left secondary school. So I think it happens from time to time. You want to quit at some point when you are doing some things. But the strength within you, if you don't have any other options, especially, you need to look within. And then the strength within you will help you out. That was what happened to me in that, in that, in that year. And it still happens to people from time to time. And at the end of the day, like you, find an, an, an interesting part, an advantage from the bad time you had in secondary school, in boarding school. There's always an advantage. Only if you can persevere and look within and get the strength you need to go through. Okay, that's that's interesting. Now, obviously, I, I when you were saying this, I thought it was um, I thought it was quite funny that you were walking through the school, waving at the seniors like, "Yeah, I'm out. You know, I'm out of this situation. I'm never gonna see you guys again." Ha ha. And then a few weeks later, you <laughs> you have to pull your bags in. <laughs> That's 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 crazy. That's hilarious. And because um, I remember when I was leaving boarding school, I I burnt. You know, I made sure I sang around the school. I was never coming back. So if you had sent me back, I would have been in trouble. But also, I so I record. So in this uh, chapter, it also says if you're. Um, if you see something or someone you want but shouldn't have, then you find that self-restraint within yourself. So obviously, um, as a young man, this is something that I that I find interesting because there have been situations where there was a girl that you really like, and you know you want you, you your natural instinct is to chase and uh, chase and chase, and after a few rejections, you like you know what hmm, maybe it's not for me. Or if you know, other times you you feel like um, when you can't get something, you know you you try and or when you know something is a forbidden fruit, like um, you know what I mean, like something you shouldn't go towards um, for you know principled reasons, but it makes the but let's say the situation makes itself available to you. Um, the, a lot of, I know a lot of young people, I know we struggle a lot and if we get given anything, if we get given any attention from a lady, we are usually willing to travel halfway across town. So for you, talking to the young generation, how how would you advise us to, to maneuver knowing when to have self-restraint, you know? Yeah, I think, you see, this, this line, this particular sentence... Uh, is based on discipline. 
it, it tells you that you need to be disciplined. You need to come out because if you have the inner strength, you will be able to use it to discipline yourself and achieve a lot of things. Anything you want and you cannot get is not meant for you. That's the truth about it. When I was in secondary school, I went to Ibaragama School, one of the I mean, Barakosu was uh, established in 1913, one of the earlier schools in the western part of Nigeria. And uh, we had a lot of um, people, a lot of students in the school from very good backgrounds, people that were always traveling out over the I mean, every holiday. And they had a lot of things I didn't have. But I, instead of being, feel, feeling inferior, I told myself, anything I don't have, I don't need. That's the truth about it. That was my own way of escaping inferiority complex. Anything I don't have, I don't need it. So when you have something, at least the books are there. I mean, studies, no problem. But any other things you have, I don't have, which are not, I mean, everything about education, about our, our education, I have. Nobody had it. Because you pay it with the school fees, and then the school will give it to you. But some of them had extra things that a lot of us didn't have. Um, and then I tell myself, you don't need it. That's my way of doing it. So if you say, oh, do you have this? No, oh, no, I don't have Oh, but uh, you will need to have it. Oh, why? What for? I don't need it. It's not part of the curriculum. I don't need it. And I stood by that, and it took me through school. I never felt inferior to anybody. I felt whatever has been paid for was normal. So if you, in relationships, when you see somebody, a, a, a lady or some, I mean, somebody you felt you had feelings, you have feelings for, and the person is not for you, ready for you, take your money away from that. That person is not meant for you. We have, we have seen situations that have landed people in death. Uh, I mean, somebody just, a lady, a 21 year old lady just killed uh, a, a, the chief executive officer of a TV station, a TV station in Nigeria. Such relationships are. Uh, not do or die. If it doesn't work, if it's not important, if it doesn't work, it's not meant for you. Take your mind away from me and move on. And that is discipline. Because a lot of people don't accept defeat. They think uh, no, it's, it's defeat. So you know, some of these some a lot of young ones see uh, following a lady, chasing a lady, I mean trying to get a lady's attention as a form of sport. I must win. If you don't win, forget it. It's not every time you win. Even if you are Chelsea, if you are Man U, you don't win every time. So, Tiger Woods doesn't win every tournament. So, look at what's happening in uh, Formula One now. My favorite guy, Hamilton, is uh, number two. And every time, every race that goes and comes, it's painful that Hamilton is falling back. But something I told myself, there's always a time for you to hand over to somebody, for somebody else to come in. So you cannot win every time. So in a relationship, in anything you want, you can't get it, forget it. it the higher you forget it and start looking other, out, I mean, in, into other areas, the better for you. Because if you persistently keep looking at that area, it will deny you the opportunity of getting a better option in other areas. So like, you must learn to accept your, 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 your failure in one particular area and gradually immediately put yourself together for a new uh, adventure that will be that, uh, that will pay you better.
Yes, I think in this, um, I think in our generation, we call it taking an L, which is a loss. You know, they say, just take your L and move on. Okay, that's okay. I, I, well, um, as as is uh, tradition, we keep it um, quite short with this series, just so that people can focus. Um, but I, the other, a few weeks ago, I stumbled on some cards. They're like cards with questions, and I've been meaning to introduce them into the podcast, um, just to my um, listeners to have a better point of view of the guests. So, um. So I'll ask you one question or two, if we have the time, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. Is that all right, sir? No, I'm okay with that. Okay. So your question for today is, um, what is the most surprising conversation you've ever had? And why? Hmm. Hmm. Most surprising conversation I've had in the world. I think surprising I think surprising in the sense that it took you it took you it it, it took you off guard it caught you off guard like you like you didn't you know sometimes you're having a conversation with someone and they say something that lights up a part of your brain because it's like oh wait hang on a second what what was that new information so like have you ever had one of those I'm sure you have but I mean that you remember this particular one I'm thinking of is um, <laughs> something that got me off my guard. I joined um, a company, a computer company in Nigeria, Better Computers, a lot some years back. And um, when I joined them, my first project was to do to network um, a branch of Union Bank, uh, one of the banks in Nigeria. I did it, but on the final day. I had a problem. There was a power problem, and the, we had a lot. We had one of some of the terminals the damaged, and the main equipment had a problem. It was damaged. So when I got to the office, I before I got to the office, I had to talk to some of my friends who could give me this, who could pay me this, how much because I wanted the work. I mean, they want they needed to work. I wanted the work to continue. So I got one of my friends who could do one or two things for me sell some of those things so that my I mean the work could go on. When I got to the office, after telling my MD everything, yeah, it would cost these, we needed to we needed to do this. My MD said, okay, no problem. Is it because you wanted your friend to send his equipment that you damaged the company's own? <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like so a thunderbolt. I couldn't believe it. It was like somebody hitting me with a sledgehammer. I said, Sir, what did that mean? Uh, it's obviously, I mean, you just came, the first project you are having, there's a problem, and suddenly one of your friends has equipment that we need that will help us to solve the problem. I, I just left his office. I didn't say anything. I just went to my office and locked the door. I was there. It took a while for one of his friends and one of the engineers to come to my office and talk to me. Ah, you know your organ, that's the way he talks, all those things. But it was, it was you know, at the end of the day, um, we got it done through my friend, through his equipment. And after that, everything was okay. But that particular moment, I felt like, uh, 
I wanted to evaporate, just disappear. You know, the way the thing came, I never thought it would come that way. So at times, from some of these conversations that come without you preparing for them, without you even thinking they could come that way, could be very, very instructive. And you never know. I mean, I thank God I didn't say anything. I just went to my office. Because if I had said anything, those things I said would have been a big, would have been a big mess, would have messed up our relationship. So such things do happen from time to time okay so and then you know obviously you've um you haven't been with better computers for quite some time now um so in in just uh, some transparency um how much did you pay your friend to damage the equipment <laughs> <laughs> i hope i did that would have been fine but honestly i was just doing my best to get to and then when the power problem came I was not even at the point when the power issue came up. And at the end of the day, I just needed to look around for a solution. And unfortunately, it was one of my friends that had the equipment we needed. And I thought I had done a good job, but at the end of the day. But later on, his friend told him, his friend that was with him in the office when I was there, told him what you said was not right. So he called the other engineer, Mike. And at the end of the day, they came to me. And then he, came, he saw me, he said, ah, is it because, was it because of what I said? Why you like this as you are talking? <laughs> and at the end of the day, we solved the problem. But and we had a good relationship afterwards for me. I worked, I worked with him for about 12 years. And that was my second week on the job. So I think we put everything behind us and we move on. We moved on. And that was good. I think that's interesting that you, because, um, because it goes... What you just said goes hand in hand with one of the key points, which is if you hear someone say something you think is stupid, you will find patience. Because if you didn't find patience in that moment, a two week um two weeks in, if you didn't find patience to keep your mouth to keep quiet and just um not say anything, you probably wouldn't have had twelve years in the end. Because you you guys would have probably fallen out a few months later it would have fired you and you know. Yeah definitely I mean definitely so that's why I, I, I like this quotes because they they are based on self-discipline and um, if anybody that has all these attributes is going to be able to live a better and simpler life without stress because definitely anything you cannot get take your mind away from it anything that you have issues with look within you and solve the problem and if something somebody says something that annoys you that you don't like just take your mind away from it and become with it. If I directed the other way, it would have been a it would have been worse, like you said. So I think this particular one, everybody needs to, to master it and use it in our daily lives. It's very good. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Dokun Adioye. And um um uh, so once again I am your host, no Adioye. Uh, say goodbye to the guest, sir. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. All right. Have a lovely evening. And uh, this has been another episode of Iron Voices. Peace out. And then the music. (laughs) And the music, yes, that's the thing. Voices. Are in a voice. Are in a voice.